Broadcast Network. After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What is up, Gladi? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Why can't I hear myself? Uh, what is up, Gladiators? Welcome to uh, episode 13 of Scandal No More Blood. My name is Emil Ennis Jr. here with my favorite people, starting with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. And I am Bam Erickson. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia Stanley. Well, you guys know that I'm a gladiator, but I'm actually a true gladiator in a suit because during the day, I'm a lawyer. I don't like to say it, to tell it to people because people get a little scared, but I really am a lawyer. And one of the harsh realities of life is, what if your son was murdered? What if your daughter was arrested? What if your child was framed? Where does the truth lie? One crime will affect so many lives in the television event of the year. We're talking about ABC's groundbreaking new TV series, American Crime, which premieres Thursday, March 5th at 10, 9 central. Of course, on ABC. <laughs> after, you've, after you've watched... Be sure to join film critic and radio personality Elvis Mitchell, host of American Crime Podcast, as he takes an in-depth look into the ABC show. Each week, the podcast will feature a candid conversation with show creator and executive producer John Ridley, the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, along with show talent discussing the latest episodes, storylines, character development, all of that good stuff. You can check it out on podcastone.com backslash American Crime. Again, that's podcastone.com American Crime. And make sure you subscribe. While you're on podcastone.com, don't forget to check out your favorite After Buzz TV shows. Perfect. So again, American Crime, you guys, check it out. We saw the commercials, right? It looks good. In between yeah, Scandal it and... Really it looks good. <sighs> so I, and Felicity I Hoffman, I mean, right? Bam already said she's she's going for that Emmy. And we just have only seen trailers. <coughs> I think... Yeah, and I'm sorry if our sound is out a little bit. I don't know if, if we keep stuttering, but we're hearing ourselves back. So we're, we apologize, Gladiators, if it seems like we're doing a little staccato. Yeah. Well, I just choked, so I'm not so much All right, so this episode, I don't know if everybody was a fan, but I loved it. Started with the opening scene with Olivia. Olivia, uh, she, we left off last week where she was being handed off, and then we see this week that it was a woman, because everybody on Twitter was like, oh, it's a woman, maybe, whatever. Anyway, so Olivia can speak Farsi. And she probably knew what the lady was saying, but she played it so that she could play her captors and play the people who were trying to make the deal. And it reminded me of the very first episode of Scandal when she made that play to get the baby back. For, for like, the Russians. Yeah, it was like the same thing. Like It, it was back mm-hmm. to old school Scandal. I think that's why the episode for me started off on the high. Mm-hmm. Everybody agree with that? Yeah. So from that point, though, once again, Olivia gets into her little power play move and she thinks that she's all of a sudden safe. And we're going to fast forward a little bit when they start the auction back up again and they're doing the auction. And then actually, we can't go there yet. We won't go there yet. We'll back up. So after after uh, 
they find out that the deal went down. Like everybody slowly finds out. OPA finds out, and then Abby's trying to figure out what's going on. Do you think it's right that Abby's still being left out of the loop at the beginning of the episode? Yes, I do. Mainly because it seems like everybody knows. So everybody files out of the the out of the situation room. They're like, yeah, Fizz is like, yeah, everybody's hype. And then Abby is the only one out of the loop. Why not tell her? Why not just say, yeah, Abby, she's still alive? Because what harm is that going to do? Cyrus wasn't telling her like Abby really was going to do some damage once she found out that Olivia was still alive. Hell, she didn't even know she was gone. So (laughs) telling her that she's alive won't do much. You know, Cyrus doesn't have anyone to be mean to. So therefore, he's going to uh, take it out on Abby every chance he gets to be mean (laughs) on someone because he knows he can. And you can't expect for Fitz to continue to, you know, have conversation like he and Abby are are good friends where they can have conversations and she can come into the office. So it makes sense that Cyrus needs somebody he can be a jerk to. Hmm. I see that. I see that. I want to hear your thoughts, Sophia. I I think they're beyond out of line. And I think it goes again to the fact that I don't think that anyone is realizing the seriousness of what's going on. Mm -hmm. This isn't some little silly OPA case. This is Olivia Pope. Like, she could die. And you're not letting me know that she's okay? Like, that that's horrible. That's literally like if someone's child got kidnapped and, and parents always say, at least if we knew whether or not they were okay or if they were dead, then mm-hmm. we would have closure. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're not giving Abby any semblance of closure one way or the other, that means her, her, her emotions are in a constant state of limbo. That's not only mean, that's a form of torture. And I think they're all out of line. I don't care if she works within the White House or doesn't work within the White House. At the end of the day, not only was she a gladiator, but she's Olivia's friend. And the fact that they all, at one point in time, including Cyrus, have all used Abby to get to Olivia, they should then give her the same courtesy to loop her into what's going on. I still love how we still have Abby's hustle, though, how even though she's out of the loop, she does everything she can to try to get back into the loop. Now, if we're going to fast forward to Cyrus, though. So Cyrus... I don't know. Cyrus pissed me off this episode. Like, honestly, he pissed me off. Like, I understand Cyrus is the bulldog. We're supposed to love him, but he pissed me off. And so, in the, in the, um, why do, in the situation room? Yes, every single week I forget. In the situation room, we have the director of the CIA. She's sitting there talking, and she gives her plan, talking about how they're going to extract Olivia. And then she says, but I have a second presentation for you. And everybody in the room knows, because Fitz was sitting there like, why is everybody just staring around looking like, whatever. She gets this presentation basically talking about how much of a threat Olivia is and why the asset needs to be, or he didn't, she didn't say the asset needs to be neutralized in that meeting. But remember after that scene, I was like, well, what, what are you saying then? Cause she just kept saying what the threat was, but she never said what needed to be done because of that. And Can I th- cut you off for yeah, yeah. Pur- on purpose? For sure. I actually thought they were going to go somewhere else with this scene and I actually would have liked this better. I thought that they were going to say that Olivia is a spy. Oh. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. where I thought they were going. When they were saying like her her level of intelligence, her level of whatever, so forth and so on, because on some levels, that person could not have gotten snatched like she got snatched. Hmm. That person potentially is actually maneuvering and taking control and is the actual one pulling the puppet strings of the president. Yeah. That's where I thought they were going. And I actually would have liked that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this episode. But in my own little twisted mind, I would have liked if they had gone there versus simply, oh, we're going to neutralize this the threat and bomb everyone. It it was a little weak. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. 
And then later we had the scene with Cyrus in the office when he was talking to Fitz about what they were going to do. And Cyrus is basically going off on Fitz. In his mind. In his mind. But before we didn't know, I was like, oh, yes, Cyrus. <laughs> like, he's like, I quit. Like, that was a moment that we've been waiting for, for or I've been waiting for for a while. Because uh, we haven't had one of those Oprah monologues, like when he basically said that Fitz is going to shoot himself in the head and Oprah's not available yeah. to do the eulogy. Yeah. yeah. He needs a wake-up call. Because Dilmore. people are so fixated with Reverend Ike always doing these long monologues I feel like the writers keep giving it to him because you know people are expecting Joe Morton character to always give you that good old sermon so well, he does kill it so. I mean he, it did but you know there's other people who can give great monologues True. prior to Papa Pope coming and it's how did Cyrus. you feel about Cyrus's monologue even though it was in his head I, I actually I didn't like it mm. why not um, it was just too it was too much uh it seemed like a different Cyrus. It did. When he when I when I saw it, I was like, I was like, okay, Cyrus. But then in, inside, I was like, Cyrus, sit down. You ain't got nowhere to go. Like you don't yeah. have anywhere to go. He was almost out of here when they found out he was sleeping with the old boy. So now all of a sudden, you got big boy pants on, and you like, I'm out of here. You this, you that. Shut up, Cyrus. I mean, but I get you it. Got nowhere to go. I boy. get no, it. Though. And this is where I don't get. And this is the funny thing is, that all they had to do was change one tiny little thing, and it would have been fine. What's up? In the Situation Room, I know that they all know it's Olivia Pope, mm-hmm. but don't they normally say like use code words? Mm. Right? Because the the reason being is, I know that they obviously know it's Olivia Pope and therefore they have to say it's Olivia Pope. But all I kept thinking is, Cyrus, why are you not having his back? Because obviously now everyone knows that Olivia Pope is his mistress. Exactly. There is no other explanation yeah. to well, going so to war yeah. for one or, 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 you know, putting this much effort and energy because it, it is true. So ironically, everything Cyrus said is true about neutralizing the threat. That is exactly what you should do. One person, we don't negotiate with terrorists. We've already assessed the risk analysis and the risk analysis does not merit the amount of lives to be lost to the possible 30% extraction um, ratio my only problem with Cyrus is what president did you think you were working for you didn't think that you were working for a president from day one has been head over heels with Olivia that his moon and his sun and his stars works for Olivia and when he said his heart whoever controls his heart controls the world well has anyone ever thought what happens when his heart is gone we saw what that happened like. It was when she was on the island. Mm-hmm. And he went crazy. And tried to kill himself almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that is the part I didn't understand. I understand the logic of the decision they had to make. I even understand the fact that Cyrus is the one who had to do it. I understand that Cyrus wouldn't tell him and was going to take that burden on himself. But what I don't understand is Cyrus not thinking, so then what's the next step when not only she dies, but Fitz blames himself? You're right. That makes sense. That that makes complete sense. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what, what, what would be the other option, though? The other option is, and I know this is, I, I must live in my own twisted world. You really don't have someone other than the SEALs that we don't know about? Like, hello, there was command. Yeah. Like, Where's Jack there Bauer, must be, because even, even yeah. when, when, when I have to bring it into real life, but when, when we killed Ben Laden, like, nobody knew that was going on. That right. was like a secret mission. What was it? Only nine, nine individuals, yeah, nine soldiers. Like and they basically went in like completely incognito commando sleuth mode and went in there and it was done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And even watching, do you remember? I remember the news watching the president of the United States of America. I remember Hillary Clinton in the room and I remember them watching mm-hmm. and having this guttural, visceral reaction like, <gasps> 
Yeah. I needed that, or at least at least for for someone to make that those wheels start to turn. That you really don't have anyone on the ground. Like you guys are the Olivia Pope. You're Jake. I'm not going to get into him because he had one little good moment that I'm going to save so I can say something nice about Jake. <laughs> but you have Hup. You have the president of the United States of America who also was was again in the Navy, so he has military experience. So nobody knows anybody. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't buy that. I buy it from the perspective of the CIA director. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and I know this is gonna sound counterintuitive to what I said before. I actually like the fact that she stood up to the president again, despite the fact that last week he basically shut her down mm-hmm. because she was doing her job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just in the grand scheme of life I like that. And I like her. She um she's a nice lady. Um we see <laughs> we see her sometimes at parties and she played Lorraine State's mom at South Central T V. So did. so I like her. I love it. Um, So back to Abby, though, and how Abby's trying to navigate this whole situation. Abby keeps getting shut down by Cyrus. What do you think about Cyrus's power play when Abby tries to go into the room and tell them what they're trying to do or what they're going to do? You know what? I want to hear what you had to say, because you said something in the room when you basically were like, you know, why didn't she speak quicker? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, It's the thing is. Abby is a gladiator. Gladiators talk fast. It's not just Olivia. If we go back and watch season one, like they all talk so fast and we, it used to be called scandal pace. They don't really do it as much anymore, but it used to be called scandal pace where they talk so fast, but you comprehend everything they're saying. I don't understand why Abby couldn't have, because here's the thing. Abby has already talked to Fitz in a way that could be deemed a little disrespectful talking to the president in that way. She did that already. So what do you have to lose? He didn't fire you then. And especially knowing it's about the love of his life, he's not going to do anything to you. Just tell him. Abby's heart first head later though. She's, she's, she, she's so, when she gets invested in somebody or something, she's all in. But then afterwards, she's that person who thinks about it after I don't know if that, if that if that's coming off the way I wanted to come off but when Abby came in there Abby's the type like but I need to talk to you it's important instead of being yeah. like yo this is what's going on yeah. this is what it is and you need to do something now Abby wants to be like no it's really important girl just say it yeah yeah I agree just just say it just because say it. you know Fitz is already short tempered with you and he doesn't want he doesn't like you <laughs> so why not just get to it because you're not going to do anything but upset him more by wasting his time but on the flip side, I have a friend who talks slow like that. <laughs> no matter how, no matter what you, you, you're like, hurry up, come on, get to the point. And she's, she thinks everything through. It's no need to rush the words because she just doesn't feel the need. So maybe Abby just doesn't feel the need to rush the word. I don't know. I don't know. She, I, I mean, talk I, fast and I don't know what I be talking about. I most get it of the time, though. I so. get complaints from friends that I have, and you guys know I have diarrhea of the mouth. Like I get too many details sometimes, so I'll be talking. Yes, you know, I'll be no, talking. Yeah, you know, but that's <laughs> why we all talk. We talk. We have hour long conversations, but I'll be talking. I'll give every single detail, and they're like, "Leave some out. Like just get to the point." I'm like, "No, but you need to hear every single detail." So. I don't know, but I just think she could have gotten to the point way quicker before Cyrus jumped in there. That was the point. The fact that Cyrus had already told her that I will shut you exactly. down. Exactly. You need to go in there. You need to spill it. You and know he's right to, outside. Yeah. So just to make sense. But anyway. I, this is going to sound, again, why was the president seem chill? He's like, I don't oh have God, time for right. you. Mm-hmm. He's looking through papers, whatever. Just because she didn't get sold to Iran? No, but let's let's be real. Like again, safe. am I the only one who's like, what the heck? Okay. Like, I need everyone to, there to be a little difference of energy. Yeah. I need everyone to be like, okay, cool. The, the deal didn't go through with Iran, blah blah blah. Just because you're 
just because I was going to curse, just because your people in the situation room tell you that there's a 30% extraction, they present this other alternative, you just let it go there? Yeah. Haven't we already realized, Mr. President, that there was a thing called command that you were unaware of? Didn't you find out that your Secret Service mem- um, guy, Tom, who you thought was your buddy-buddy, killed your son? There's already been enough things going on within the White House, they rigged an election, that he was unaware of. For him to continue to take people at face value... But then, oh, ooh. Some people but are just dingy, though. That leads to something Fitz else. might be just dingy. And we'll come back to it, but it goes back to what uh, Ron was saying by the lake. He said people are predictable, unchangeable, monotonous. They make the same mistake, always disappointing. So we always put this pressure thinking Fitz is going to change when Fitz is just being organic to himself. It sucks, well but that's Fitz. That's that is Fitz. Is. Fitz is not a president. That is fit. But then this goes back and 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 we'll and we'll talk about it probably more on the on the back end. But again, when and please let us know whether or not you were watching on YouTube or Twitter or iTunes, use the hashtag hashtag ABTV scandal. When have we actually seen Fitz be the president that is in fact worth all of these people sacrificing for? Have we really seen it? No. Have we seen him be the man who is actually taking the country in a different direction? Have we seen that he's the man who is doing something worthy of treason, um, uh, election fixing, murdering multiple people? No. Let alone now kidnapping Olivia. Because it, it's all really kidnapping Olivia to control the presidency. But what have you really done to be worthy of all this? He's done nothing. However, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say he's done nothing, but sometimes people see things in you that you don't have. I was going to say that you don't see in yourself. It's like, it's like, like a parent when they have a, a, they have a child and they want the child to, you know, strive for all these things. They want my, my daughter to be a doctor, but sometimes your daughter ain't smart enough, but you keep pushing her to go down this path. You really believe that she can do it. She probably can't. So. <laughs> Fitz is that is like that child. They see this potential. They keep talking about you know uh, be the president that that we thought you could be and that we did all this for you so you can live up to this name. Are you did you did you assume this because he showed you something or did, or did you do this because that's what you needed in your life? That's what that's the person that you needed to work for. You needed somebody to believe in. You needed something to put your hope behind somebody. So you picked him. Not not because he showed you something, but because you had nobody else to pick. That's what it's starting to seem like. No, and if you think about it, that's why I think their fantasy is so awesome, but it will never happen. Fitz should have only been the the um, governor or the mayor of Vermont. Mm-hmm. That actually is is organic. <clears throat> that's actually organic to who he is, right? Small little town, running city council, something like that. And I'm not trying to discount Vermont in any way, shape, or form, but that to me is plausible. Not that he's the president of the United States of America. However, it is not and will never be plausible that Olivia Pope could literally simply make jam. Mm-hmm. Olivia Pope organically, mm-hmm. even though I've been riding her for the last couple of episodes, there were obviously moments here that I was like, yes, Olivia Pope is worthy. Olivia Pope has shown us through a myriad of episodes that she's she's. Her value is is beyond her value, but that people will actually go over a cliff for her because she goes over the cliff for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree. I think the problem is whether or not they're matched perfectly. 
if they're well matched from from that perspective, as well as the fact that again, it's like we're all doing this for a president who does he really want to be here? And more importantly, does he really want to be here? The first election he wasn't elected. Yeah. Good. Well, um, can we just go into the conversation about uh, with uh, Fitz and Liv? Because I think it's a great segue. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, my problem with that conversation is, like you said, um, maybe in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um could they be together? But in this current world, no, they couldn't be together. And what bothers me is how Liv wants to go um, off on Fitz for risking and wanting to wanting to give up everything so that he can be with Liv. He didn't ask you, Liv, to rig the election. He thought he was. He already thought he lost. And then when he won, he was like. Oh golly, I won. He was he was more he was surprised. Oh, like I won. He never asked you to fix the election. He never asked you to join with the Fat Five. He never asked you for any of that. All he asked was for your love. And so he gave you that and he was willing to give up he was willing to give up everything and now you complaining. I think and I completely agree with that, Bam. That was well said. However, I also completely agree with what Olivia was saying. The reason why is it kind of goes back to what Cyrus was saying earlier in the episode. Basically, you're everything I have. Like, my life is based on you. Like, you are a showcase for my life. I mean, he didn't talk about his daughter, but you're, you, you represent my life right now. So if you go down, like, I go down. So I got that. But also what Olivia was saying was, I get what you're saying. Like, he did not ask her to rig the election. He did not ask to fall in love with her. All those things. I didn't, he didn't ask for that. I get that. However... Because of what happened, because he did the presidency, he did the second term, there like he's in there now. The fact that he would go to war to save his love, I think she's saying it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense for you to go to war and put all these people's lives at risk, knowing everything else we've already done. If this man is willing to give up a full election, really willing to let his wife go. But do you remember what Olivia said when she was in the in the Delaware prison? She's like, he's not going to go to war for me. Do but we then really? She, but then she didn't take that bet. Remember? But then when 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 is it the guy who died, Ian? Mm-hmm. Ian said he's like, I'll bet you. He's like, I'll bet you one dollar. I'll bet you one dollar. And she didn't take the bet because she knew he'd go to war for her. Hmm. She knew it. She so, knew. So my take on it is okay. Like Bam said. He was willing to give up all his stuff for you. What did you expect? So, Olivia, do you know who Fitz is? And do do you know who you are loving? Because how angry she got that he did that. So who did you think you were dating this whole time? Exactly. Did you not mm-hmm. know who, the man that mm-hmm. you were dating? You're dating a man who you've been going back and forth, back and forth with this whole time. Whenever he says he's going to do something, you put the brakes on it. No, my gladiators need me. No, they don't. You could have been with him then. Whenever something goes down, she pushes him away. Olivia doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know what she's looking for. That's why whenever he get, he shows her something it's it always seems to not match up because she don't know what she wants. She doesn't know. She's broken. I think because they're both broken, so broken, they belong together. <laughs> because when you're healthy, you can't date a broken person. You ain't never heard, seen nobody who had everything together and was healthy dating with a dating a broken person. Because once you find out they're broken, you like, mm, I can't date you anymore. You're broken. <laughs> and that's it. 
But until she's ready to recognize <laughs> who she's dating, she's gonna they're gonna keep doing this back and forth. That goes back to the conversation we've had before. Like, do they really know each other? Because I think she does. But I she think does, she. But- I think she knows who she's dating, but I think she doesn't want to accept that that's who she's dating. So then it goes back to what Bam was saying, or what you were saying, what you were saying. She is trying to create this person of what she needed, and he does not fulfill that. He does not match that. But when he does, then it's something else. And I think, and I think she's broken. And I think that it goes not, I'm going to jump one step even further than her being broken. It goes back to the fact that she doesn't feel she's worthy. And you say that she, all the time. Yeah. All the time. The Olivia Pope is different than Liv. Yeah. Right? So the Olivia Pope is the mastermind who, at the end of the day, got herself out of this situation. Whether or not it was actually, at the end of the day, her, it still was her. Her doing this plan of the auction and so forth and so on and 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 speaking Farsi and messing up that first deal allowed her to now basically be back in D.C. However, Liv doesn't think she's worthy. Because at the end of the day, she doesn't think that it was worth... Her life isn't worth the loss of other lives. What what person who's in love with someone wouldn't think that? Does that make sense? Isn't that the whole concept of love? Like, isn't that what every parent says? Like, I would take a bullet for someone. Like, if you really love someone, you would literally take a bullet for someone. Granted, yes, maybe the president didn't physically put himself in the line of fire. But the fact that of the matter is, he has the power to save her. He's going to save her. It's because she doesn't think she's worthy. And that's why she got so mad. And not only does she not think she's worthy, that's also why Melly doesn't think she's worthy and Cyrus doesn't think they're worthy. Because if they thought they were worthy, they wouldn't have to put everything on someone else. It's like a parent. Mm. Parents who are secure and have lived the life that they want to live and have children, all they want for their children is for their children to be happy. When parents are like, I want you to be a doctor, I want you to be a lawyer, I want you to be a musician, it's because I never fulfilled that dream. I have a void in me that I am assigning to you. That is what they are all doing. Mm. They all have a hole that they are trying to fill through him because Cyrus couldn't do it. That's why he had the naked speech. Melly knows she's never going to be president because we still live in a sexist society. Hopefully in 2016 that will change. Olivia doesn't think that she can be the full totality of Olivia, not in her professional life, because she has that under wrap because she's a control freak, but her emotional life is a wreck because, again, she's Rowan's daughter. I agree. But it's weird to me that she doesn't feel she's worthy, but she felt that she doesn't feel like she's worthy and, and good enough or should be going to war over, but you thought rig- rigging the election that Fitz was worthy? That To me, that's mm-hmm. just... like So he's worthy? Well, you yes. you you changed the whole scope of what we call democracy, the voting process. But Fitz, he's worthy, but but you're not okay. Okay, mm. okay, all right. OPA, OPA. Somebody on Twitter said, "When did Quinn uh, fall so head over heels for Liv?" Like when she broke down and cried. Oh, when no. did we see? Like when have you not seen Quinn care yeah. about? Uh, well, maybe can because we she not, pulled that gun on her. Yeah, I mean, can okay. we not? We can go back to. <laughs> the beginning of season two when she was on trial as as a uh, but that's before she like that she, she didn't even know herself yeah. yeah she didn't even know herself she's the one who brought Olivia back think yeah. about it at yeah. the end yeah. of the day she brought Olivia back and she held everything together she kept tabs on Huck she kept tabs on Abby that's because <laughs> Olivia gave her a family yeah totally do you know what I mean because at the end of the day once she was cleared and everyone knew who she really was she could have gone and done whatever. Think about it. Her cover was blown. Mm-hmm. She now can go and do whatever the heck she wanted to do. She then chose to be a gladiator. And at that point, I think she was all in. So what do you guys think about the speech between Huck and Jake? Where Jake was trying to identify with Huck and say, I went through the same training, too. And 
somebody needed to have that conversation with Huck because Olivia, uh, Olivia is the only one who can really get to Huck or the, or Huck only listens to Liv. So it only made sense that Jake, who's lived in the same shoes as he and gone through what he's gone through, was able to, was able to get some sense into that man's head. Yeah. I, I just think, I thought it was great. I have no I have no, nothing but great things to say about it. It was a sad scene though when uh Jake said there's a beast inside me too, but I keep it behind lock and key and mm-hmm. then Huck's like, Well Olivia she Jake said Olivia does that for me. Olivia locks the beast up for me and lets him out when he needs it's just, yeah, and he said, she, and he said, you're gonna have to learn to do that by yourself. Right. Yeah, because yeah, she locked it up, but when she needs it, she asks <laughs> it to come out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Huck, you're gonna have to do it yourself, which is buddy. all the time. It's okay, buddy. <sighs> um, so let's talk about this auction. So once they, she pulled that boss, boss, boss move. Um, she thinks, you know, I'm gonna be good again, and so they're having the auction. Uh, oh, this is what I was gonna say, and I was wanted to tell you guys what you're watching. So at first I had a flashback to I think it was last week when they had the auction where right before he's like the auction's back up and then Quinn's trying to have a heart to heart. I'm like, didn't you guys lose auction last time because you <laughs> ran out of time and now you're trying to have a heart to heart again? But I let it go. Anyway, so we go back to this auction. They're getting all excited, which I don't understand why these two hacker guys still trust this guy after he almost ran off because he made an outside deal outside of the little auction. Why are they still with them? <clears throat> but they're still thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to get six or whatever million, whatever. So they're doing that. They have the auction that starts. Uh, Huck is in there as Marie Wallace. And we, this scene, this scene, I don't know why it like I was like on the edge of my seat for some reason, but when Marie Wallace is on there, first of all, once Liv heard Marie Wallace's name, fucking Liv, like, act. Like, act like you've never heard it before. Act, oh, did I just say F? Oh, I'm you so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I caught that. It wasn't okay. me. It wasn't yeah, me. Know, I don't slip up often, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, ser- no, but seriously, though. Yeah. Like, I was like, act. Because in that moment, like, Liv knows how to play people. Like, Liv knows how to put on a certain face and how to act a certain way. It was so telling and... Carrie Washington here, an amazing actress, and she was doing her part. But it was so telling that obviously you know something about Marie. And if you see that, what's the new guy who's overcharged with them? Now? Gus. Gus. If you see that Gus is looking at you, glancing every time they say, "Oh, Marie was back at top," play dumb. And not only that, isn't this wasn't this her whole plan? Mm-hmm. Her whole plan was to put herself up for auction so that presumably her people could buy her. Yes. The only way, obviously, her people could probably buy her is by giving her a clue. So when she heard the name, it's like. Dude, like you didn't, you hadn't run through that scenario in your head. You didn't run through that. The only actual viable bad guy that any of them know is your mom. Right. That that's a cover that you would have put up. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you. The only caveat, mm-hmm. the only caveat is I think that somehow by hearing her mom's name at that moment, she actually thought she got saved mm-hmm. and that hope kicked in where she, she, she lost herself. It. That's what I think happened because literally, and especially because let's be real, that's, that's her mom's, it's, it's not her mom's name, but it's her mom's cover. Right. So imagine literally like you're, you, you, one attempt thwarted, your previous captor killed, you've already killed a guy, you gave a guy 12 stitches and now you're literally like, oh my God, what the heck's going to happen now? And you hear your mom's name. Yeah. I think she she literally had an actual true emotional. Okay, I get, I I'm get giving that. it to her a minute, but even I, I'm yeah. just plain devil's advocate for the sake of plain devil's advocate because I completely agree with okay, you. Okay, well, fast forward when it's tied, which I don't, I still understand how it was tied. Okay, and can I say something? And I and I know everyone thinks that I hate Jake for no reason. So didn't Jake in episode four or five talk about this uh, offshore bank account that he had? 
Mm-hmm. So he's not going to chip in any money? Mm-mm. Maybe he's you on tie, a tight budget. You tie because, because <laughs> Huck has $2 billion. Mm-hmm. Huck does. You don't have any money? Yeah. When there's a tie, you, you didn't have any extra money. You didn't go, okay, cool. Like, I got $3 million just sitting somewhere because. Let's do 2.3. Like, you... Well, technically, uh, playing devil's advocate in Jake's defense, that wasn't Huck's money. He took the money from command. So, Huck, we don't know if Huck was dipping into his personal savings. Maybe Jake is on a tight budget. He's clipping coupons. <laughs> Maybe he is trying to invest, you know, switch his 401k money around. Hmm. Wait, but the, Poor Jake. did Fitz know, does Fitz know that this, they're doing the auction, right? They, he knows about that, right? The OPA, I don't think they do. Think that no, like he no. knows. That was separate. Separate and distinct. He still thinks that the extraction is happening. Okay, well, never mind. I was going to say Fitz could have pitched in some money but we won't go there then he don't have no money no Fitz told me Fitz has a trust fund yeah yeah we could get something to knock it over to 2 billion I'm thinking it's his his salary yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah Um, okay so the next thing though was when he says it's tied what are we gonna do first of all Liv this dude who has slapped you said he basically uh, could sexually assault you demeaned you like said so many nasty things to you treated you like shit if this guy comes over to you and says so you, what do you think we should do? If you see his whole character has changed, and it, you can say, okay, because she did the Farsi speak, now he sees her in a different light. No. 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 Because he's still focused on the money. He's not, he, he sees, that just shows, oh, sh- I keep cursing tonight. That just shows, oh, she's really smart. Mm-hmm. Like, she's mm-hmm. really smart. So mm-hmm. I need to think, why wouldn't she say, oh, why don't you give me to or come up with something strategic? Because we saw, and you even said it, one of us said it. Yeah. If she says Marie Wallace, he's going to do the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So by her not saying Marie Wallace or saying something where don't I, I think it would have been smarter if she would have played devil's advocate and either um, give him the good and bad of both situations or just stay silent and say do what you want mm-hmm. because yeah. then she had a better chance mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. or when she heard Marie Wallace and of course she 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 wasn't gonna do it but. You know how you panic when you hear a name? Like Sophia said, when she heard her name, it was kind of her hope got the best ever. Mm-hmm. But when you hear someone's name, fear gets the best of you. If you panic and, and you're pretty much like, no, don't, don't, like, send me to anybody but Marie Wallace, maybe then that could have swayed him a little more. But, no, Olivia, I mean, you know, she went. But, once again, I won't be so hard on her because we're not in that situation. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying she could have done something else instead of, I feel like she did it, she came to that, uh, that act so easily. Oh, well, maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, it just, it was too easy for me. And and I think also, too, I think she underestimated Gus. Yes. Because it's like, yo, hold that moment. Yeah. Like, hold, do you know what I mean? Because it's literally like, she's like, is it working? Is it working? Is it working? <laughs> so is it working? Yeah. And then she looked up, it's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> because, and the problem is, the problem is, in that moment, she's so focused on, oh my God, oh my God, Marie Ross, I'm saved. She's not even thinking, no. Or if, if you don't know Marie and you don't know Russia, you're thinking in your mind, like, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. it's happening again. Like, I just got all this Farsi thing. It's happening again. So the fact that she didn't have any type of fear in her face, it was more just, <laughs> mama got the candy in the bag. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those. So anyway, after this, they get sold to Russia. And then I think it's the last thing we have to cover. We find yeah, out. Yeah, just Steven and then the last, last scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we really kind of covered it. So the big reveal is Steven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is, and we talked we talked about this, and we, we talk the minute the commercial comes on, we literally chatter, chatter, chatter. At first, I really wasn't feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, everyone's been talking online. It's going to be Steven from season one, whatever, whatever. I thought it was lame. However, 
at the end when they were on the helicopter pad, it then made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it made sense to me because it is that whole concept, once a gladiator, always a gladiator. Yeah. And that, you know, Harrison presumably is dead. So the only other gladiator that could obviously save her, because that actually is in fact her family, was Steven. All and and not just Steven, but Steven and Abby connected with Huck and Quinn. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because the fact that they were able to literally make the second auction and so forth and so on, it it bought time for Abby to put something in play. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, and I liked the fact that he said, "You saved me. I had an opportunity to save you." And I and I liked that they had to have that moment. Normal is overrated, and that he wasn't coming back. Yeah. I think it would have been corny if he came back. Yes, and I actually think it was corny for her to ask him back on some real terms, like. Dude, like, I just saved you. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but that would be like, I'm now the master. Like, you're the kung fu master and I'm the student. And I basically just, like, went up to you and saved you from the other clan. Do you know what I mean? And now I'm going to come back and be your underling? No, no. No. So that's the only thing I didn't like, but I did kind of like Stephen after the fact. I liked it for a different reason. I liked it because when Stephen left after season one... Mm -hmm. You know, they only did seven episodes and he had another commitment. And I don't, he probably didn't think Scandal was going to be this big whole thing. So he really, really left and had other work to do. Yeah. So it was great to bring him back for an episode to tie up the ends. Yeah. And now he can go back and do whatever he was doing. I like that. Look, how was he able to save her? So if <clears throat> Marie Wallace and who was it that, that tied with Russia. The, and Russia tied yeah. with it? So Stephen was Russia the whole time. Where mm-hmm. did he get the money? Like well, I don't. No, he said he said, and I think because I think he's like he's in with them. Like he's oh, that's he's, right. he's in with them. Do you know what I mean? And oh, that's why when Abby was like, I had to contact Interpol and so forth and so on. Like I don't know if he's like a bad guy, but he's like entrenched. Like those are his people. And is it weird that part of me wanted them to turn on Liv? Like her think she's yes. safe, and then all I of a sudden, yeah. but, but can, then. I'm kind of sick of it, so I just wanted her to get back to the Okay, and can I say something? I literally, when 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 Olivia shot Gus and then ran over and started pummeling him, I put my hand in the air like it was a touchdown, and I was like, "Yes!" Do you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm, I I I know that I keep getting mad at her not having an emotion like an emotional outpouring or reaction, but I thought that that was so natural and I liked it. The only thing I didn't like is she should have shot him in the head. Yeah, she yeah. should have killed him. Mm-hmm. I would have. Girl, just yeah. kill him. She already killed people now, so why not? True. Why not kill him? Um, we saw the PTSD come back at the end as well. Yes. Which is, yes. I was waiting for that because like I said before, or one of us said, if she's not shook, shaken up about what happened to her in her personal life, if she just comes back, the same Olivia Pope strutting around and isn't affected, then I'm, I can't accept that. Yeah. You have to be damaged. And mm-hmm. notice what triggered it, though, is when they said you reveal any secrets or whatever, mm-hmm. and she flashed back, the only secret that she truly revealed was, if I'm missing, the president will be looking for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has, she's conflicted, but we'll quickly go over this last scene, and we kind of already talked about it, but mm-hmm. are you guys happy with the way that Fitz and Liv have ended for right now? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, we can't, sorry, before you do that, just quickly, what a smart, like, genius move for the Andrew situation. Oh. Like, oh, beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the title of the episode is No More Blood, so Quinn makes this pack saying, if mm-hmm. if Olivia gets sold, you 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 cannot kill anyone anymore. Just promise you will do that. And he said, no more blood. That's what he said. He did not kill Andrew. Mm-mm. There was no blood. Mm-hmm. He injected him and gave him a stroke. It was, he can't say nothing. He If he tries to write, he's going to be going like this, like, it's true. They no, tied it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
I was smiling. Like I'm like I wasn't. I. That's why I like when because we analyze the show. and We've been doing it for so long. Sometimes we do predict things. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to know. But when something like that happens, where I I didn't even expect it to come, then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I see you writers. Um, now that's that point out. Now to the final scene though. What did you guys think about how Liv and Fitz have ended for now? Because we've seen this before. We've seen where she uh, she says, like you said, the gladiators, I know they need me. Like, it's always something with her. So do you think this is truly going to be a finalization of their relationship or she's just going to... Of course not. No. No. She's going to be mad and he's going to be heartbroken and he's going to feel... Now he is... I'm assuming he's going to be pissed and it's going to turn into anger because when you do all of these things for someone to show that you love them or I try to save you and you basically cuss me out and push me away for doing what any good man would do I think he's going to feel some type of way with it I think they're going to be apart for a while but it won't it won't last I think that it won't last but I think this time is different again the symbolic ring throwing away the ring that is kind of comparable to a separation and or a divorce. Yeah. Number two, I think that depending upon how, to me, Fitz reacts tells a lot about the relationship. Mm -hmm. If you take her at her word after she's just been kidnapped and gone through the ordeal that she did and you just leave it at that, that's bad on you. True. If you don't realize that she's going through some stuff and you kind of have to allow her to go through some stuff and basically, and this is going to sound silly and I can't remember, it's from a movie. It's like, she he needs to like knock on her door every day or remember when he used to do the hello and Mm -hmm. call her every day. Give her a little bit of time but he needs to let her know like, it actually kind of isn't up to you. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner. Like, I love you. You're the love of my life. Regardless of what you do, that's not going to change. I went to war for you. So I'm always going to be there for you. Does that make sense? So meaning I'm always going to check on you. I'm always going to whatever until you literally, you could leave. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm not going to stop loving you. If his actions don't match up to that, then to me, the relationship has to evolve because then that's a natural order of things. Does that make sense? Because at the end of the day, this man went to war for her. Yeah. I don't really care what she's saying. He needs to almost be like a puppy at her door, just waiting there, waiting. waiting to come yeah, back. waiting to come back. I said what I had to say. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, the last thing, and we're going to say this for online, just let us know what you think about the whole scene with Rowan. Do you think Rowan was right for not saving Olivia or doing anything to help? I'll say my opinion online. Anyway, uh, now it's time for the cold piece of the week from Cornelia Stradwick. Hey guys, so cold piece of the week for Scandal episode 13 of season 4. I'm gonna give it to Steven. It's gonna be a quick one too because he wasn't really... He was cold, but it wasn't anything brutal. Steven came in, of course he left, like we said, he not disappeared, but he went off and married his school teacher, uh, wife or girlfriend. But all of a sudden he came back, had access to a chopper, he had goons with him. I I didn't know, I I didn't know that he even was, was living that type of life, but obviously he was. He also, um, he had like a whole Ryan Gosling, I wrote you every day for a year thing. Like when I saw him, I was like, is this a notebook? I kind of felt like it was that, that moment between him and Olivia. She was going to jump into his arms, straddle him. He was going to carry her into the house on some friend stuff because they're not dating, obviously. But I'm going to give him cold piece of the week. Also, I'm going to give a side cold piece to, uh, Andrew stroke medicine because the huck had him looking like Uncle Charlie up in here. So I'm giving the cold piece, cold piece set 
Oh my god! <laughs> to Huck's stroke medicine that he used on Andrew. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, let us know who you think your cold piece is. Hashtag cold piece. Hashtag ABTV scandal. And make sure you at us. We'll say our Twitter names in one second. Um, but lastly, let's do um some quick predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I predict that the show was going to get better again. Um, not saying it was bad, but I think I'm I'm ready. I was I was kind of getting bored with the the terror plot and like all this I, I just wanted to get back to the roots and the see uh, next week it looks like we're gonna have um, the case case again like we used to the fix it the mm-hmm. weekly whodunit um, I miss that I wanna see that and I wanna break like I've been saying forever from Fitz and Liv from Fitz or Jake and Liv like just get back to the story and let's regroup and figure out what's going on yeah I don't really have a prediction because everything that I assumed that was gonna happen did not happen <laughs> So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know she has to be, you know, stressed out and, and going through it because she was kidnapped. She also killed somebody, so that kind of damages you. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just waiting to see what happens. I have no predictions. I'm jumping on your prediction, Emil. Same thing. We're gonna obviously see um, her go through it, uh, trying to handle in cases because of her, her what she just gone through so yeah it's the rebirth of Olivia like that beginning of the episode it felt like episode one at the beginning so let us know what you think Uh, let us know your predictions online where can we find you guys on Twitter you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson all social media Sophia Stanley at Canelia all social media at Emil Ennis Jr., Chasing Gully on YouTube, and Best End. Social guys, we love talking to you, chatting with you every single week. Make sure you join us next week. We'll probably be back at our regular time. We had a special event to go to now. Um, but we will see you next week, and we will tweet the time, but we'll be at the same place. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Um, actually, we're back in two weeks now. But Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.